Today's episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Internet service providers in the United States have been known to sell data to ad companies. In the United Kingdom and Australia, internet service providers are required to keep logs of the websites you visit. Certain countries even restrict and censor certain websites and content. As our listeners know, security is paramount when it comes to cryptocurrency. ExpressVPN is the industry standard that puts a stop to all of this while ensuring the security and privacy of not only your browsing history, but your wallet connections. Utilizing data encryption and IP masking, ExpressVPN gives users peace of mind no matter what part of the world you're in. My listeners can go to www.expressvpn.com slash mohawk, M-O-H-A-W-K. That's expressvpn.com slash mohawk to see how you can get three months free of the best VPN subscription service available. All right, um, guys, welcome to another edition of the Mohawk Mandate. I'm your host, Mr. Mohawk. Joining me today from the Egoverse, E for Echelon and Life Eternal. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today and, and talk a little bit about everything that you guys have going on. Yeah, no, thank you for having us, man. Uh, you know, we're honored to be here and I look forward to the conversation. So yeah, likewise, man. I, I first stumbled across you guys when, you know, prior venture, I was on Avalanche, Egoverse, huge following on uh, on Avalanche. Um, what, uh, basically before we actually get into the, the Egoverse stuff, um, with my exposure to you guys and that, um, came across some spaces that you guys were doing that allowed me to can, uh, connect with you a little bit more consistently um, on the block that you guys were doing. It was a great, great, great community-driven spaces that you guys had. Um, a lot of really cool projects that now I have a connection with or at least a, an open line of communication with for uh, Caliber Capital Group. So, you know, you guys are, are definitely drivers, movers in the space. Um, I, I want to hear the story that you guys have. Again, before we get into the Egoverse, before we talk a little bit about on the block, Kind of where, you know, your entry into crypto, your entry into Web3, and what really, you know, resonated with you guys to keep you around in the space. Yeah, thank you. Uh, me and Life kind of have a, a, a two different stories. It's, it, I mean, it's all similar. We're all here, but how we got here, you know, of course, is a little different. Right. Uh, for me personally, you know, I moved to Florida back in 2018. And, um, you know, I changed my entire life around, you know, I, I ran into a personal situation back when I was, a, a, you know, a, a teenager back when I was 17. And I uh, really opened my eyes, had a life changing experience and was really figuring out what I want to fucking do with myself. Right. And it came to a point where, um, you know, I was so diving, I was learning more about myself, about what I really want to do. And it led me into finances. Right. And it's funny how I got there because. My uncle used to always talk about credit, 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 credit. You know, he had like an 850 credit score. Like, I'm not even joking. He was one of those people that was just like a, a credit junkie. Like, he would just build his credit up and have all his credit, you know, available to him. And um, for some reason, that stuck out to me the most. So I literally was just doing, you know, like, like sleepless research for like two, three years straight about credit, stocks, LLCs, entrepreneurship, you know, the whole nine yards, it really just started getting me into it. I wasn't really getting active, but I started opening up my own personal credit profile. And then when I moved down here, as it was establishing, um, you know, I got into 
entrepreneurship. You know, I was uh, flipping electronics. I was flipping sneakers, pretty much anything I get my hands on. I was just one of those type of people always been a hustler because I'm from New York City. So it's just you just grow up in that shit. So, you know, you just adapt that whole um, attitude. So I brought it down here to Florida. Um, I was gaining, you know, a little bit of success. I'm not going to say, you know, I'm a big shot or nothing, but, you know, I was I was comfortable. I got on my feet pretty quick, um, you know, and my family was helping me out at first. And um, throughout that time, I've always been a people's person. I've always been one of those type of people, you know, I'm easy to connect with people from all types of walks of life. So um, I, I stumbled across um, a friend at the time, uh, and he introduced me to Avalanche, you know, because I was trading... I was swing trading, you know, um, penny stocks and, you know, shit coins. And, you know, I was holding some Ethereum, Bitcoin and some other major long-term stocks. But for the most part, I was trading, you know, the the quick stuff. And um, he onboarded me on the Avalanche. And this was back when Avalanche was trading at like $10. And, um, you know, he was telling me about it when it was like $2, $3, literally. He just kept was in my ear, in my ear, because I knew this guy from playing Xbox. And um, essentially, my bad about that noise is hard driving a lot. But um, essentially, what happened was um, I got into I got into Avalanche, and um, what had happened was you know it, it, there was really no NFTs flowing around. Right. I, I've been Avalanche since the early days, um, and I started learning about blockchain technology and Avalanche specifically. And I was like, man, this is really innovative. And at that time, you know, they was calling it the ETH killer. Because at that time, you know, it, it um, you know, damn near transaction finality. You didn't have to wait an hour. Um, it was real eco-friendly. The amount of energy used versus Ethereum and Bitcoin at the time was astronomically different. Um, subnets with the unlimited scalability, you know, um, and the, the community. That's what really got me there. So started doing research and stuff like that. Met some people, was just networking. And um, from there, that's what really... Um, led into the ego verse, which I'm not going to skip straight into how it started, but that's kind of my journey on where I was and how I ended up into, you know, the whole Web3 space. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it, you know, it's, it's, you can always tell an individual that has that type of hustle, that background, that eagerness to, you know, reach out in something new, a willingness to learn. Um, based on you know some interactions that we've had some conversations that we've had um you know i've i've always been a big uh or at least come from a place of understanding of kind of your mindset so a lot of what you you said makes sense to me um but you know uh, just a a really cool story that that i think you have um life what about you brother what's uh what's your introduction into crypto and maybe a little bit of background about yourself yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll start from the beginnings, man. I grew up uh, in pretty much a poor family. Uh, things were bad. I had uh, some not some great parents, and I went through a lot of bumps in my life early. Uh, a lot of that was uh, just learning how life was, which is kind of why I go by life. It's kind of a pun on it. It uh, I got like myself that. into some hard times. Yeah, got myself into some hard times and decided it, it was time to turn it around or end up in prison. And so I enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, you know, got a foundation underneath me, uh, came out, uh, you know, I had some personal struggles and things like that, but, uh, I decided, uh, I would set that aside and I got into gaming really heavily. I got into taking the money I earned during, uh, my enlistment. I didn't see a ton of it. And I was like, okay, now what do I do with this? How do I change my life? Like I put in all this work, I made the good step and I sat down with a financial advisor and a mentor and, uh, really started, uh, really focusing on how I could diversify 
uh, began buying up some land, uh, buying some stocks, creating a portfolio. And then it was like 2016, I was already doing like folding at home. Um, and somebody was like, yo, why aren't you mining? And I was like, what's that? And so I learned about mining, Bitcoin mining. I still got a good portion of the Bitcoin I mined to today. And i um, fortunate for that, that I wasn't the, the pizza guy. I laugh about that all the time. And so what I really try to do now is, you know, uh, I am a father. I've got three children and I really am trying to m move that forward to where now that I'm, I'm grateful enough for my experience in life, that I'm trying to make sure that I have that generational wealth. I'm learning things and, and tools for success that people, you know, above my level use. Uh, things, you know, such as using S-Corps and LLCs and shielding yourself from, from tax liabilities and really making the, the, the higher level moves to, to push things forward and really helping other businesses develop um, because that's what I have a, a massive background in after. I went through a period of uh, professional gaming. I, I played WoW professionally and uh, just didn't like the drama in the community that ended up around it. And then so I went in the corporate structure. You know, I had a, a great military career. I uh, was able to leverage that and to get into some positions with some high responsibilities. Uh, I worked at a, a couple big names. One of them was Dish. Uh, I basically coordinated the hardware and software teams there um, during the receiver upgrades. So I don't know if anybody knows the old VIP receivers uh, that were out there, but uh, they were trash, essentially. Like Dish was walking, uh, not sorry, Direct was walking all over Dish at that point in time. And so we were coming out with these the Joey's and uh, successfully navigated that bridge over, getting everybody into the new uh, ecosystem. The room-to-room -room DVR was a huge hit, all that stuff. And you know, part of that, a lot of people don't know, is the struggle constantly between, hey, here's the available hardware you can use and, and how much room we have for the software and how to keep it light and running. And then the software guys always want more because they just want it to be easier to code and right. you know just have it rough and dirty sort of deal. So managing those expectations, and that's really what I do a lot of here in the Egoverse. And that's what relates to a lot of my experiences. I help use some of my financial background to, to help guide the company's direction. I help build some of the business models. Uh, I help create species. Um, and the other side of that, uh, the gamified portion of it, of course. And really just, you know, putting good business sense to this. You know, I'll say it all the time. Stop calling yourself projects in Web3. You are a company, whether you believe it or not. Um, you know, project is something you talk about while well, I'm refinishing a bench in my garage or, right. you know, I'm going to repaint my kitchen. A company is something that you work, grind and dedicate yourself to, to make profitable and, and successful. And, you know, the moment that you reach that success is when you put yourself in an uncomfortable position. The moment you're comfortable, you're not going to be successful and you have to learn that. And I learned that harder than ever in the Marine Corps. And that's why anybody on the team will attest that I can be a, a bit of a hard ass because I just expect results because that's what it takes to be successful. Uh, so really, I, you know, I got blessed. I met E uh, during an AMA, uh, really kind of started grilling him on some business and stuff. And we, you know, developed that relationship, started talking, started talking more and on the block. And they offered me a position on the team. They're like, dude, we need somebody that can can really help us overall with this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll hop in. I know what it's about. I know what it takes to to build a company. I know what it takes to, to you know, fight those those demons within sort of deal and and get get the work done at the end of the day and, and make no excuses. So, and uh, I'm blessed to have a, a CEO that that shares that same uh, 
level of motivation and energy. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, first, appreciate the uh, the breakdown there. An unbelievable story that you have. Um, when you guys connected, was the Egoverse already a thing at that point, or was that something that you guys created together? No, the Egoverse was here. Uh, okay. He had already started it, um, had the, the basis of it, and I just kind of started poking holes everywhere. <laughs> so what was uh what was like the original timeline on maybe the the discovery of egoverse i mean obviously you guys were able to connect over gaming the egoverse's big push on gaming i'm sure that that was a a very easy way for you guys to connect but maybe like at the at the inception of egoverse about when was that and what did it start as was it a pivot to you know, what it is now? Was this always the end goal? Uh, give me some insight on, you know, the, the growth and in, in inception of the Egoverse. Yeah, so there there's never going to be an end goal. Okay. Um, we don't we don't plan. We, we have the next couple of years mapped out for what we want to do. And, you know, we, of course, we don't want to say 100 years from now. Like, you know, we don't even know if we're going to live that long. But essentially, like, this is something that, you know, we're, we're equipped with for years to come. So, I'm not going to say there's no end right now. But um, Egoverse ultimately started on December 25th, 2021. Now, the original concept of what we wanted to do is a little different from where it's at now because we had to pivot and adapt to what's going on in the market. You see, we're starting essentially a, a, a traditional business in a non-traditional space. So, you know, with, with that happening, there's a lot of adjustments and there's a lot of adaptation that you have to do in between that time. So when we originally started, you know, we just had a real, I would say, vague plan and idea of what we wanted to do. When we originally started, there wasn't really no game talk. It was more business side because we wanted to peg tangible assets to a non-tangible sort of, say, project that's built in the digital space. That was always our original goal and it still is now but essentially like our in real life businesses that we plan on deploying of course is being pushed back until the market starts recovering right. and obviously you know anybody you know who's who's logically operating and seeing what's going on globally and economically in the world you know they they can understand that and a lot of our supporters and investors do that as well and everybody on the team um, you know, excluding, you know, a few people that we freelance here and there and have to do side things for us, but they all was original investors. Um, in the beginning, back in December, um, uh, uh, January-ish, it was me playing like 30 hats, right? Like, and I never ran a business of this magnitude, especially like in a non-traditional space. Like this was new territory for me. Me, I'm one of them type of dudes that I, I don't like just sitting around and talking, right? And just sitting there and, and politic and like, I'm one of those type of people that's like getting out there and going to do it and learning as I go, and I'll make that sacrifice. So that's what I did when I started this company. Um, and it wasn't a company at first. It was literally just like a, a NFT collection that was called Alter Ego Punks, which is the OG collection of the entire ego verse. You know, it's the uh, keys to the kingdom, we like to call it. And essentially, you know, we've um, said, look, like we have to establish a brand. Like we have to establish a business behind it. And, you know, as, you know, some of the team, some of the investors I started approaching, you know, that I've seen, had some knowledge with them and had some experience in other sectors that can complement what I wanted to do in real life. I approached them and offered them team positions. And, um, you know, as time progressed, it kept going. I have some good people on the team that stood with me. Some left, you know, it goes with a startup company. And um, the same way we met life, we met them with AMAs. 
And, um, you know, he was asking a lot of questions. You know, we answered them to the, well, I answered them to the best of my ability because I, you know, I, I represent the project for the most part in AMAs. But um, essentially, um, you know, where it's at today is really um, a lot of life, um, you know, taking his experience with business, taking the models that we created and uh, really learning how to monetize them and pivot them in a way that benefits the company and benefits the people who invest into us as well. And also, you know, keeping up with all the promises that we made because, you know, we're an ambitious team, right? Like we're people with a lot of ideas and, you know, sometimes we don't weigh in all the moving parts with some of these ideas. So sometimes, you know, we may be like, oh shit, this is a good idea. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we're not factoring in the full cost, the time, the, the people that can make this happen and things like that. So it's a matter of just saying, okay, let's prioritize what we can do right now what's in front of us the the resources that we have available to us and then let's you know pivot some of these things at, as a future goal so you know now we're more structured you know we are i could say we truly operate like a company now we have all of our team members shout out to them that's that's working tremendously in all the moving parts in our company and during this bear market what we're truly focused on is gaming and we're confident with what we're doing that it not only can produce you know, um, it, it can produce positive revenue stream for us, but also give our holders, you know, multiple use cases there, you know, having their digital assets being usable in a game that's constantly progressing and also potentially giving them a way to be able to monetize their NFTs if they're not even in the gaming, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff that's going on that we're doing, but ultimately, you know, during this bear market right now, we're focused on gaming and pivoting. And that's what we kind of got going on on March 22nd, too. You know, it all ties into Ego versus the First Strike, which is the first game that we developed. It's in the alpha version right now. It's continuously progressing. But we ha also have a huge game that we're in the infancy beginning stages of it, which is called Blood Moon, which is an MMORPG. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just want to add a few key points in there. Yeah, like, absolutely. Really when I when I joined in the ego versus team, like you know, I, I took that solid month to get to know the team members, kind of know the company's position, you know, where everything is at, kind of get the read of the room, so to speak. But really, like as we began to just meld together, you know, when when you begin to know your teammates and strengths and weaknesses and and the whole nine, is really sat back and and gave it that thousand yard stare and just looked it down left to right, top to bottom, and, and became realistic about the goals. And that's part of the reason why we really supercharged the Eagle versus the first strike and pushed this to be, you know, our breadwinner. Is it's it's great to have all these goals, ambitions, and long term, you know, things to reach out to. But you have to be a, a realist about the situation, that being the market and the, the overall capital that the company has to execute those with. As we all know, the two constants in life and if you haven't learned it by now, hopefully you'll pick it up from here. Time and money. It does not matter what you're doing. It, because it, with time, it could be time that you took to earn money or you're spending money to essentially buy back time by hiring somebody else to do that work. Um, so it, it really, we had to get realistic with that um, and, and just break it down and put all, all of us, the whole entirety of our, our blood, sweat, tears, capital, time, motivation, and invested into ego versus the first strike and that's been part of the delay with blood moon it is it is getting developed you know slowly but surely on the back end you just have to be realistic about that and you know for the long-term goals still in our white paper we still want to do the in uh in real life businesses and we will get there i'm 100 confident in that you know we're deploying models that make us more stable every single day 
Um, you know, we opened up Ecoverse as the first strike to other companies in Web3 to partner with because we are, you know, some good arbiters in this space. A lot of people know us that that we hold no bars. We tend to, to call out BS. Uh, we tend to explain why, why it is that way. And um, that just fits our personalities, man. <laughs> I don't take much crap. You don't take much crap. Um, you know, we're just cut and dry point. And so really with that, you know, in the long term is we had to be ourselves, but it's great to be a dreamer. It's great to have the big goal, but in order to survive in a, in a bear market in this situation, you have to face the realities. And so we've remodeled, we've restructured. The company is now stronger than ever. Um, you know, some of the, you know, I hate to say it this way, but I'll be a realist because that's what I am. Some of the dead weight was cut. Uh, you know, we've, we've been honest about that with the team. And uh, so the team has definitely shown their dedication and, and been more directly focused on, on what's going to make a positive effect on, on the company overall. So efficiency and, and really just kind of shining up, uh, as I joke, and I think you've heard in the, on the block spaces that you're talking about, I joke all the time that I'm sandpaper. You may not like the responses that you get from me. You may not like the conversation, but at the end of the day, it will re, uh, you know, be a, a smoothly polished, finely finished product at the end of the day. Yeah, man, I love it. Um, before we get into anything with on-the-block spaces, because I do want a, a big part of what we talk about today to be part of that, one of the things that you guys mentioned was a little bit of a remodel and a little bit of a restructure being that you know caliber and mohawk mandate are are so closely intertwined with the two um i love hearing more about businesses especially in this market that are able to kind of attach a tangible to uh what the conditions are right now you understand that you know things aren't i mean while we're coming out of a bear, whether we're trading sideways, whatever, you know, the, the TA outlook is for the next six to 12 months. Um, I'm sure that we could get into an entire conversation about that, but we're, we're looking for either trading sideways or a little bit of up and down, um, with the market. I think, you know, on a general thesis, we can probably agree with that for the most part. When a business, as you guys are obviously looking at this as a business instead of a, a quote-unquote protocol that, in my opinion, a lot of projects or businesses make the mistake of is categorizing themselves as such. Um, obviously, hard decisions have to be made. Um, I wanted to ask you guys a little bit about what the remodel, the restructure looked like. Um, you mentioned that, you know, some former team members might no longer be with that. We don't have to dive into details with that. I'm not going to ask you to throw anyone under the bus, but just maybe um, some ethos that was changed or plan of attack on certain things that, you know, you guys may have pivoted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say nobody's names, but you know, it's just a matter of um, not living up to the expectation. Right. And it, it could be whatever it may be. Like it's a startup company. We obviously know what comes with that. And the thing is, it's like from the initial meet and greet and the conversation with every single body on the team, it's straight up forward. Like, look, I promise you a Lambo. I'm not promising you something that isn't realistic. I'm not rich. I'm not wealthy. Like if I was, it'd be a different type of thing. But we're here building something. If you're not willing to meet me an inch of the mile, which I'm going to go full throttle, I'm going to go a thousand percent. So if you're giving half-ass energy, you know, you, you are going to be summoned. 
and essentially like when we when we changed our entire structure of you know like like organization and how we're operating things a lot of people's true color starting to show people wasn't performing as they was when they first signed up or some people just straight up over promised and under delivered or some people just ghosted and we had devs leave on us the whole nine yards like we faced a lot in these last 15 months so it was a matter of just saying okay who's really here to fucking stay like are you for this we're not going to be sitting here going hard every day designing all these revenue streams reaching out talking to people you know um going full throttle with marketing for you guys to sit back and just collect a check and um when we started really um doing the filtering out process you know a lot of people didn't meet the criteria so you know as a business it got to keep going right like mcdonald's doesn't stop flipping a burger every day because you get sick you stop showing up you're, you're out of here yeah. so essentially you know that's that's what happened here um it's business it wasn't hard it wasn't nothing personal um so that's what happened with that and essentially you know the other side of it is um a matter of efficiency right it's like you know like i was saying earlier we're 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 ambitious team we're we're people with a we're people from all different types of walks of life different countries you know different upbringings so you know we all have uh dreams and ideas and you know that's what i love about the team as well but it's a matter of prioritizing correctly because it's like if we just keep adding on adding on adding on adding on and we're all we're 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 like splitting all these moving parts nothing efficiently fit nothing efficiently gets done so what we've done is we said okay look this is what we're focused on this is what we have in front of us this is what's working this is what we can keep building on this is what can potentially better all of our lives sort of say in time so we're gonna zero in on this which is ego versus the first strike and um you know these other revenue streams that we created but instead of diverting our focus in a thousand different directions we're just like lining things up one at a time so we're going from a to b from b to c all the way to z and doing things the right way so we're not like skipping steps and messing up and things just compiling and everything crashes in front of us sort of say yeah and, and really my side of this you know really is just saying hey look we need to be realistic like i said earlier and and we had to evaluate that and that was i think that was part of some of the severance is that some people maybe were here for one other dream vision or goal and they didn't want to wait for the results you know just like you know investors come and go in any other nft project or anything like that you know those people were really here because they were invested in a specific vision so i wouldn't say that, like it was all you know necessarily bad blood we had some people that were like hey look like I, i've got some other stuff i've got to handle and they're like cool appreciate you being honest about that because you know we're really trying to restructure and really repoint uh, the ships the the direction of this company so to speak uh, so once we got through that, you know, we were just, once again, honest with ourselves. What is tangible? What do we have access to right now that we can continue to push and maintain as a product? And the answer was very simple. You know, we, we grabbed up Unity. We kept pushing in Unity, kept building the game. Uh, you know, I, I think you seen the original OOG version of Ego versus the First Strike. And it was... It was something. <laughs> I'll just put it. It was something, and uh, we we it was really a disaster. That. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it, but <laughs> you know the community loved it enough, and you know I just with the, the traditional background that I have, I, I just looked at it and I go, okay, how can we remodel this as as an actual company? How can we restructure this? And so we literally essentially looked to Fortnite. We looked at Call of Duty. We looked at the bigger games right. because that's. 
if you can look at those bigger models, that's a company that's put hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into the business structure, business planning, the whole nine. So why, why take all that time and recreate and reinvent the wheel when you don't have to? Use blockchain technology where it makes sense. Put the work where you can have the most yielded results and just start pushing, start grinding. Journey of a thousand miles begins with that single step. And we started a new step that day when we restructured. I think a lot of people can forget that these Web3 businesses do start as startups. And people, whether it's from a team perspective, even sometimes from a community perspective, they can have unrealistic expectations where, you know, it, it's not something that's met immediately or it's not the best thing in the world immediately. Like these things take time, they take a lot of manpower, and they take funds. So, again, I, I see it all the time where both team and community can get a little um, overzealous, so to speak, on what they can expect from a development team from a founding team, whatever you want to categorize it as. Um, but it's it's great to hear that you guys kind of saw the writing on the wall, understood the changes that need to be made in a time that they needed to be made in. And now with all that you have coming up, it sounds like you're a little bit more capable, a little bit more nimble to execute. And, you know, the the capability structure that you guys have should allow the things that you already have in motion to flourish, the things that you have coming up to really take hold when, you know, E, as you said, you're focusing on everything in like a, a linear fashion, so to speak. So, I, you know, as a, a holder myself with what I'm going to be doing with your future mint, I love to hear all of that. Um, let's actually get into the mint that you guys have coming up. So all of... And, and correct me if I'm wrong, all of the current collections are Avalanche-based until species, correct? Yes, that okay. is... Uh, yeah, go ahead, my bad. So, going from Avalanche, and again, I, I couldn't agree more with you about all the things that you said with you know the subnets, the scalability, all of the different things that I fell in love with on Avalanche back when I was building there. What uh, what was like the enticing thing for you guys to branch out a little bit and hop onto Solana for this new collection? Yeah, there's a there's a few answers to that. Um, number one is community, right? Like when we originally like Avalanche was so warm and welcoming back when I first started the Egoverse and was meeting people and networking. Yeah. And what it transitioned to because of the bear market and other things on Avalanche, you know, it's totally different. And for a community growth perspective and, and overall a company growth perspective, right? Because that's number one. Like, of course, the community, we, we need it. Like any working product right there needs, like people need support, right? So that that's always like a top priority for us. But we always put the company first because that's what everybody benefits from. Not only the team, but the community as well. So it's the driving factor. So for us, you know, right, right now, Avalanche and the NFT scene is stagnant. You know, we've re we've pretty much reached out to everybody we can. We've extended our arm to everyone we can. We've done everything in the book, literally, like to, you know, seek some type of support from the blockchain itself. And, you know, it's just it's just a lot of things there. We met a lot of good people. But, you know, with with us and, and trying to remain um, stable during this bear market and essentially trying to grow in this bear market at the same time and us having a product that is chain agnostic which is ego versus the first strike it makes no sense for us to sit around 
and and wait based off of speculation that people start supporting quote unquote builders, right? Because that's the that's kind of like the notation in space. Oh, wait to the bear market, you guys are gonna thrive. Well, that's speculation. Like the bear market could come around and the metrics and what's trending in the market may not be what we're building and we may not get the proper support. So we're just sitting here literally just waiting. So instead of doing that, because we're go-getters, we're like, look, we got an opportunity on Solana. Um, you know, the tech, in my opinion, being totally transparent, it isn't as good as Avalanche. Um, it, it has huge potential there. And I know they're doing things to take their chain off of the beta and put it in full mainnet, which is what Solana has been saying, even though they're on the mainnet already. But that's a different story. But anyways, community is number one for us. Right. And growing the company. So essentially, um, we had a partner there named uh, Legion of Soul. And um, at first, you know, the founder, he was a good dude in the beginning um but you know that was a mask he was wearing as soon as he minted out um you know he, he became a totally different person now this was you know you know he minted out a 10k collection in the bear market less than a thousand followers on twitter less than a thousand discord members you know so he started feeling himself sort of say he started getting cocky and arrogant um and it came to a point where i have personally onboarded 50 to 100 people into his ecosystem you know i'm talking about like you know, I'm 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 not here to brag and, and toot my own horn, but you know, like I literally had whales going to his project, sweep his floor, dust, dust his mint button, like helping men out. And you know, he's it, you know, it got to a point where he started doing things illegally. That's the big red flag for us because we're a company in the state of Florida. We actually went as far as deploying an LLC. My name is on the fucking LLC. Right. So we take what we're doing very serious. It isn't a project, this is a business. And essentially, you know. He was from, he said he was from Florida too. He started doing things illegally. You know, we, we reached out to him privately like, hey man, look, you're, you're a direct security. This is the how we test what you're doing. Like you're literally promising rev share from, like it's, it's just illegal, man, all across the board. And what's funny about on the block is we used to talk about this stuff and he used to contribute to the conversation. He used to be there with us. So it, it's like on one token, he says he knows, but on the second, he operates like he doesn't give a fuck. So the first month, the first month goes by, you know, he tells the community, we're going to give you a rev share. So we're like, okay, let's sit back and see what happens. First month, he didn't do it. We're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to see. Second month comes by. He didn't do it again. We're like, oh no, we're going to say something. We joined one of his AMAs that he had. He tried to token gate an AMA. He didn't even put a tweet out. He literally just put a little announcement on discord and did it at crack of dawn in the morning. So, you know, a little bit of people is there. I hop in there and I straight grill him. I'm like, yo, listen, what are you doing? Like, I have investors in here. We're your partners. We need answers. Like, where, where's the profit share for the people? Like, I, I go hard for the community. I, like, it is what it is. And um, he tried to get me to run around. He tried to act like I don't know what I was talking about. Try to play me like I was dumb. I'm like, look, we're deep partnering from you. Good fucking luck. Straight like that. And um, we made the announcement. Literally, a couple weeks later, his whole entire team leaves him. His dev, his artists, his marketers everybody leaves right because he started extorting people because he had like a um a farm where he was creating for people and he tried to get money out them every month it was terrible oh, man wow. and um essentially you know the whole shit fell he came out and said look guys I, I can't do it anymore i had to i had to get a i had to get a job and the whole trying to hit us with the whole sob story so we stepped up and uh we gave their we gave the victims of that rug because he ended up did rug in the community and uh we let them burn their los nfts to get a species nfts and we allowed them to come into our ecosystem basically for free you know yes they made an investment for los but 
you know, instead of them sitting on rugged NFTs and just having huge loss there, we allowed them to get one of our NFTs for burning their Los NFTs. So we did that for the community there. And um, honestly, we met a lot of good people on Solana, man. It was an uphill battle. Um, you know, on Avalanche, we definitely had to earn our stripes and we've been building there for 16 months. And in no way, us diversifying our ecosystem, because that was our plans from day one, means we're leaving Avalanche. We're cross-chaining our whole entire operation, which is what we wanted to do. It's more of a sustainable model. And it's like, why not? We have a, a tangible product that allows us to do it, that literally can scale our game up to the max potential until we stop that and until we choose to not go there. But essentially, um, you know, we met some good people. We have some we have some organic, you know, support. And uh, we connected with a lot of good people, a lot of good projects. You know, I can't even name all of them. And essentially, you know, where we're at now, you know, we feel very confident on what's coming on March 22nd. And uh, we have a huge tournament, um, $1,100 cash prize tournament on March 29th, which is a week after mint, holders only. And essentially, you know, um, we're just building our community, man. We're going to Solana, and then we have plans to go to Hedera as well and, and other chains because we're big on community, and it, it makes no sense for us to stay on one or two chains. Like, we're we're going sky's the limit. Right. We're, literally, we're literally trying to become a... We're not trying. We are going to become a conglomerate in web three and when we start our real life businesses in real life to really create something monumental and you know prove all the naysayers wrong yeah and the big point behind this is really you know like the number one rule of investing right don't put all your eggs in one basket it's it's not smart a smart business model for us to stay locked to one chain when we can we have the tool set to go multi-chain multi-chain is the future we all know it Every project talks about it because it, it's no different than saying like, okay, you know what, Mr. Mohawk, you can only shop at Walmart the rest of your life. You'd be like, no, bro. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. I'm going to go to Target every now and then I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to get what I want where I want it. So by putting yourself across all these blockchains, creating all the partnerships that we have across all these ecosystems, it literally solidifies our position in the space. Not only that, then as we do these mints and as we put these funds back in the company and as we have our treasury position maintained, our treasury is diversified. So regardless of the, the market position, we can, you know, we have played shorts. We played shorts on AVAX and, and it did well. It helped us stay stable, uh, you know, and we can play those market positions and, and stay, you know, afloat overall without having to worry about that and have that be the, the constant, you know, company dynamic sort of deal. So really, and the overall thing about it is it's definitely, definitely a bullish move for the Egoverse overall. And, you know, now our community understands that. When we first, you know, approached them and was like, hey, we're releasing, you know, on Solana, you know, chain maxis, how they are is, oh, well, you guys launch here, you're leaving. Oh, my gosh. And in no way, shape or form. And you'll see, like, there's going to be a common strategy involved with this because why, once again, why why reinvent the wheel? We have a business model for this. You know, every single one of our NFTs will have something unique to them, but they'll also be tied back in the gaming ecosystem because then every NFT will end up basically controlling the amount of that playable character that is within our ego versus the first strike game. So the species, yeah, it's a 5K collection we're putting out, but it's 20 genomes. So there's actually going to only be 250 of each player's skin for each genome. 
because you know 20 times uh, yeah, 250 yeah. 5000 so it really adds you know that speculative value to it and that way we're not promising anything like a security we're not promising anything outside of you know the the law or anything like that right. like it's literally we're building good things uh long term with a good model that has such a long term fu future i mean really if you want to sit back and, and compare what fortnite's doing we're gonna do that and, and i'm dead ass gonna say it in here we're gonna do more um and, and i'm not talking about overall numbers or anything like that because we've built our business model to operate off a micro percentage of of the overall market cap that's in that industry the reason why we did that is because it's smart we can remain safe and stable there's no going to be capital panic or anything like that within within internally in our ecosystem it's to say of the utilities because the fact is that's we're going to we're we're going to leverage the blockchain technologies yeah i i think it's a a really great approach i personally think that the future of web3 is in some shape or form chain agnostic having having something to execute on now short term where you're focusing on more than one chain you're diversifying you're allowing uh assets that make sense to live in you know whether you want to call a blockchain an ecosystem um different assets that live in different places within your own ecosystem on different chains, I think is great exposure to allow investors to try out something new one and two, you get to attract an entire new audience right now. It's, I mean, kind of what you guys said and how I have felt for the last couple months where a lot of people have sidelined themselves They've stabled up in the last six months. They're waiting for something. You have true diehards that are in the space now, but a lot of people that aren't paying attention to the day-to-day. -day. So you can only get so many people that are interacting or, or staying active on a chain right now. Getting to another chain, opening yourself up to an entire new ecosystem, that new exposure, that new blockchain community allows for growth within the community. And again, that little bit of cross-pollination that you can offer from your avalanche maxis that were there at the beginning. Um, now they have a chance to branch out to Solana, still engage with the Egoverse, but maybe partake a little bit in all that Solana has to offer. I think it's a really unique perspective that projects that are taking this route can offer their community. And it, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about perspective, right? If you can take an experience from somewhere else, develop your your overall thought process use that for your journey forward especially in DeFi. Uh, i think that's really important to have and, and very important to continue to grow that perspective um so all of these different nfts um they're they're adding value within your ecosystem you added value to a rug project um, a lot of information about uh, Legion of Soul, actually. Uh, e, I know that you remember when I reached out to you and asked you what's going on. You're like, yeah, man, they rubbed like two months ago. Where the fuck you been at? So <laughs> I, I that was a, a big shock to me. And hearing all the details about it um, shocking continues to shock me as well. Um, but that's a, a testament to what you guys are doing, the caliber of individual that you guys are, the caliber of team that you guys are to, you know, understand maybe uh, a, the involvement that 
I, I don't want to say that you created because at the end of the day, everyone makes their own decisions, right? But maybe the exposure that you offered, um, you guys taking that step and going above and beyond to take care of that community when they were at their lowest. Again, I think it's a, a testament to you guys and your team and what what you're trying to build as far as integrity goes with the ego verse as a whole. Yeah, thank you, Ben. It's uh and and like I said, not to toot my own horn here or the team's um horn, but uh this is not the first time. Um there's a few projects that rugged on AVAX and we literally just said, Okay, fuck it. We're giving a, we're giving some NFTs to the victims. Like we gave them I can't even count how much shit we gave away. Like the amount of pro like the PL is crazy. Like the yeah. like and it, this I, I bring it up just because like uh, if we was in it for the money, we would have been operating totally different. Like, right. you know, I, the blockchain is, is the proof. Like we've been here for however many long and we've given back tremendously just because, you know, we're in it for the long haul. We understand what we're doing will be beneficial to the team that's putting in the work and also the community. So we're just staying with our heads up and focused on that. But essentially, ultimately, um, you know, we're, we're giving people, man, like it's it's one of those things with karmatic energy. Um, you, you give to receive at the end of the day. And, you know, there's some people in fucked up situations like that have been rugged, that have been lied to, that have been scammed, that have been everything in the book. And I know how it feels to be in that position. So, you know, if, if we're able to give back and make somebody's life better in the littlest way, that's what we're going to do, man. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, we walk that walk and we don't just talk that talk. And in, in a business perspective, it's it's paying an aces, right? You know, you, you obviously always want to be good arbiters and you, you want to do everything off the goodness of your heart, too. But you have to look at, you know, we are a business. And and part of that, you know, flat out is we've we've gained so much love back and, and support back in, in reality. of I mean, species is absolutely going bananas. I'm not really a Twitter guy like I'd get on Twitter for the on the block and a space here or there and that's that was it that was my twitter uh, interaction right. that was all it was um it were these on that grinding all day long and i'm even like with this getting my notifications just absolutely destroyed all the time and i'm just like okay like what did i get myself into sort of deal but it, it's it's a good perception and problem to have right because it shows you that everything that you guys are putting the work into is is having fruition and, you know, I really do want to kind of hop over to this species mint because it, it kind of ties and ties this whole ideology together. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Just real quickie. Um, one thing that, that I want to touch on, um, you, you mentioned how, you know, it's, it's kind of paying off from an appreciation standpoint. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen founders and teams do something like this and it's it's almost fallen on like deaf ears like people literally have given given money away assets away to their community for them to turn around and dump on them but it sounds like there was at least a little bit of appreciation uh on a general scale where people feel like they have found a home with the egoverse and it's very rare that people can connect to a team and, you know, a protocol, a business ecosystem, uh, again, however you want to categorize uh, the egoverse because you guys are so multifaceted. But it's 
you know, with with the little bit that I'm able to stop in here and there, check on you guys, see how things are doing, interact with the community. I know it's far, uh, few and far between anymore, but it's it's really great to see how people have responded uh, on a general scale, show that appreciation to you guys, and now you you know you have diehard community fans at the, or community and fans at the end of the day. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, you know what's crazy that you say that is. <laughs> Like we we've dealt with that on Avalanche, man. It's like uh, you know, we we give so much and got so little and it's not that we aren't grateful for that, but uh we literally just had a a, a few people just dump and not even care. They like, no, oh, like man, you guys you guys aren't doing DJ and stuff. We don't want that and it was just like you know, it's a filtering out process, man. You deal with that in the space. Everybody has, you know, different ideology and some people don't have the same vision as you. So literally the other day we had a whale. I had like 70 punks. He dumped all 70, terrorized our floor. And guess what happened? Literally the community, life got in there, literally bought up all 70 of those in less than 70, in less than 24 hours. Oh, wow. And the floor went right back up. And uh, we have a strong community, man. It's really family oriented. And the thing is, the number one thing is transparency. We tell people what it is. These last 15 months, we've ran into so many uphill battles. We've had devs run off on us and leave and we had devs that overpromised them, delivered, and they get to go live their merry dairy lives. We're stuck here to have the crowd control and tell people what it is. And I could proudly say we've never dealt with FUD in these 15 months, even after all this shit. Like, we had people here and there say stuff, but once we give them an explanation, they're like, okay. Like, we just tell people what it is. Like, even earlier, every trade we made, we just traded some AVACs, $350. Little, little trade like that. We went, posted a transparency update with the wallet. And the transaction hash, like here, you guys can see us trade it live. You can track the wallet and see what's going on with the funds. You know, we go to the community, we tell them what it is, and we let them know exactly what's happening, what we plan on doing to rectify the situation, and what's happening moving forward. So I'd say, you know, that's what really kept us afloat throughout this whole time, and that's what really created our support base. Like, we have people that, you know, they're like, yo, we're going with you guys to the fucking end. Like, even if you guys sink, which is not going to happen because I'm hard-headed. The team's hard-headed. We don't know how to fucking lose. But um, they like, yo, we're with you guys if, 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 until it fucking fails, if it does fail. So, yeah, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really um, proud of the team and the community we developed. And, you know, we're just, that's that's just what we do. We're going to keep building organically and operating on a transparent, uh, a transparent premise. So with with all the stuff that you guys have been doing to this point and inspiring that confidence in your community, tell us a little bit about the confidence that you guys have with the upcoming Mint. I know we've covered a little bit of species, um, but I want to give you guys the, the platform here to talk about it however you want, start to finish, any details that we should be aware of with... Uh, you know, this, this Solana species, man. Yeah, man, we're going to get into it. I'm going to talk about the game and how the species ties into the game. And Perfect. All of, our, all of our collections tie into the game, but we're going to zero in specifically on species because it plays a huge factor in the ego versus the first strike. And then we're going to talk about the game of five minutes because we designed species thinking about multiple investors, right? The degens, the long-term holders, the mid-term holders, the flippers. Like, we have a little bit of everything for everybody. And I think that's why this is really kicking off because people are seeing like, oh shit, 
I have a chance to get a flip or I have a chance to hold like this is a legit team. They come in with a community. They come in with the background. They come in with the legitimacy. Like they check all boxes across the board. Like we have AMAs and people don't even know what the access because they're like, holy shit. Like you guys are just coming full throttle. But anyways, um, I'm going to talk about Eagle versus First Strike because we mentioned it. So we developed a fully immersive chain agnostic 3D first person and third person shooter game. Obviously, it's called Eagle versus First Strike. And our game is playable right now. You don't need to own one of our assets. That's the beautiful thing. And referencing back to when Life was saying about Fortnite, it's free to play. But the exclusivity of owning a species or any of our digital collectibles is having that unique skin, which I'm going to get into in a few. The only requirements for now is to have a Windows operating system. Um, you can check the launcher when you go to download the game for the minimum and recommended requirement specs to be able to play. We are going to support mobile console pc um mobile console i mean mobile console steam i mean as much devices as we humanly can you know but operating on a business premise obviously you know we're not a billion dollar gaming you know corporation so you know we we have a small dedicated team so right now it makes it, it makes sense for us to save dev time and resources to make the full build in one device and then support then start and support all of them how species is going to tie into the game is in a few ways we're evolving what we consider the standard first person shooter to a sci-fi first person shooter like the maps are going to evolve there the weapons are going to tie into it which i'm going to get into in a moment but since there's going to be 20 alien races in the collection this is a collection of 5,000 one of ones curated by solanaverse shout out to him as well um is we're going to basically 3d model 20 of the main characters selected by the community through a vote and we're going to import these into the game. Now, let's say you own a light genome or a dark genome, which is two of the alien races. Holders of that specific alien will be able to utilize that as a character inside of the game. And that's where the exclusivity comes in with the Fortnite model with Ego versus the First Strike. Now, additionally, we've integrated species into the overall lore of the game because this was just something we originally added out for community events, but we're like, you know what? This is a tangible product that we could take to the next level. So let's actually make this a full-blown game. So we had, we're big on lore, we're lore-centric, and the species ties into the lore, and it'll be shown into the cutscenes in the game that we're going to be introducing. So to give you some insight about the lore and how it plays out is the species is the alien race that invade the Earth take over the government and force the government to carry out their evil plans while ruling with an iron fist in the shadows. So you kind of get this conspiratorial feel there. And additionally, the other side of this story is the street gangs, which is where the punks, the yobies, the hunters come into play. And essentially, you know, I don't know if anybody in here has ever seen the warriors, anybody listening has ever seen, you know, the movie, the warriors, son of anarchies or any other movies with a similar gang type structure. But I bring this up because we had a bit of inspiration from these movies. Now, the gangs in our stories would essentially be warring against each other. Some be working together. But overall, it's going to be the street gangs versus the government. So it's kind of like some some like sci-fi fiction, but also realistic thing going on in the world right now. Right. You know, with all the alien spottings and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're still in the writing phases. And as time progresses... We're going to be releasing lore publicly in our documents and our Discord server. Actually, every Saturday on the Species account, we've been releasing a little bit of lore. Shout out to Dan and T Dot. You know, we've written lore for every alien race. 
literally. And this is going to tie into, you know, the lore is the overall lore of the game. And um, with Egoverse, you know, we're going full throttle with development. Every day we work at this. So overtime is going to continuously get better and better because we're aiming to become a pillar in Web3 gaming and Web2 because our game, you know, is a hybrid. And that's what Life was saying earlier about, you know, it being Fortnite, but like on steroids because our model and the stuff that we're doing that Fortnite isn't. And that's the differentiation between that, that billion dollar game and us, you know, and from where Egoverse started to where it's at now, it totally transformed. All of your favorite weapons, game modes, game mechanics, additional maps, you know, a story mode, uh, zombie mode we're working on, and stuff you like seeing in FPS games is what we have implemented or is on our roadmap to deliver. I used to personally play competitive. Life used to play professional. A lot of our team members used to just play FPS games for the fun of it. So we're essentially taking all of our experience. We're injecting it into this game. We're putting all the things players like. You know, we're gamers ourselves. So we know what people like from multiple different angles. And we're putting it into the game. We're leaving out all the stuff people hate and complain about. We host tournaments with this game. We have one coming up on March 29th where it's a $1,100 prize pool for holders only. We actually just had a tournament on March 16th. There's around 40 players inside of it. Um, shout out to Game Trade. They hosted that tournament, and um, it was, we were just having a good time. It was free for all. Shout out to our partners, Valley Bots and HC Hogs. They host their own tournaments every um, Tuesday, and uh, Valley Bots is going to start hosting their own as well. And what we do is we essentially just bring our communities together, we give away prizes and overall have a good time. You know, that's one element we're bringing into any blockchain we go to is the fun side. We know what's going on in the world globally, economically, like people are having, it's, it's a hard time, man. So what we're doing is bringing that element to where you can disconnect from all the shit that's going on in your life and have fun for a few hours, you know, with the family oriented community we establish. Um, this fun-ass game that we built, and we build it for the community, man. The one thing that we always been, we've been community-driven. So, you know, if there's a community member that comes with an idea, reports a bug to us, like, this is stuff that we implement or we work towards um, fixing inside of our game and implementing because we built this game for the user. Like, it's not like we're the corporation. Like, like look at Warzone. This fucking game has been out for six, seven, eight months. This new version, anyways. There is still bugs to this day. And these guys got billions of dollars versus us. We haven't even touched 100K yet. And, and you know, we building something from the ground up that it's like you report a bug to us and we're like, we're like Sonic in the flesh. We we fix it right away and uh, we tailor the game to it. So um, overall, that's species and that's the game side of it, you know, that we're bringing to it. And day one, you know, we have tournaments planned. We have utility for it. And it's going to continuously get better. So everybody who supports it, everybody who's a gamer, you're going to love it. This is this is like heaven for you. So that's one side of species. That's a couple of sides of species. And life is going to get into the gamified, the gamified portion, which the DGENs is actually going to love. Because, man, the prize pool. And, and this is, again, us giving back from the Mint. Like, we're taking a portion of the Mint funds and giving it back to our supporters through an eight-week event. That they're going to participate in so i'm gonna pass the mic off to life before we do that do you have any questions Mohawk? no i just one thing that i wanted to touch on a little bit where you guys are taking an approach with both exclusivity but with inclusion like the exclusivity 
comes in like a cosmetic form, but it's open to everyone. I think that there are so many projects that miss the mark on that where they they repeatedly say you have to own an NFT to play the game. When you're trying to make a bigger game, when you're trying to create a larger community, there's there's inevitably going to be people that just don't hold the assets. But if you're going to spend all this money in development for this game, you want people to have a reason to strive to get that exclusivity aspect of the game. So allowing people with this inclusion mindset um, to kind of grind for or strive for that exclusivity, I think is a, a brilliant take on Web3 Gaming that we don't typically see. Uh, so again, kudos to you guys on that life. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I'll take that as a compliment because it's something I fought tooth and nail. We had a pretty heated conversations about that internally. But, um, you know, I want to touch on just a couple points before we hop into that is, you know, the whole case in point is, as you said, Mohawk, is, you know, how do you grow it while you have it gated? And it just doesn't make sense. And this way, we could very easily have, you know, your friend that, that knows nothing about crypto, has no wallet, has no knowledge at all, download a link and play a game with you you know, on a Sunday morning when you guys just have nothing else better to do. And then that gives them an introduction and a, a reason to then learn more and get involved. It starts the conversation. It's so much easier to get somebody to enter when it's on their own volition, their own idea of, oh, hey, I'm playing this game. I love that character skin. How do I get it? Right. Now you have a conversation that's already incentivized. It's already a reason to have somebody want to do that. Not, oh, hey, in order to play this game, you've got to set up the wall that is a wallet, because that's that's exactly what it is. It's a wallet of knowledge that somebody must learn in order to enter the ecosystem. And then and then you might be able to participate, but only if you hold an asset. So uh, that's that's a huge thing that, that I, I really love about the redesign and structure of Ego versus the First Strike. And, you know, we wanted to come with the rule of diversity. And you're probably going to want to punch me every time I say diversity, uh, diversity or have me take a shot or something by the time we're done with this conversation. Because it, it's just a smart, it's a smart way to go about it. So we have diversified species in the 20 different genomes, the art. So that way everybody can find a, a PFP or something that, that resonates with them that they think is really, really cool within that. We diversified it in the use case of the video game because we know not everybody is a video game. And then the third and final one is the degen mint, is the gamified mint here. Uh, we've set up a dap with this that the gamification actually begins from mint one. And what I mean by that is we have six different minting milestones in the species, and we actually have the whitelist which only allows you to mint one. So once we actually hit the initial 600, the artifact resources, which are kind of like the game pieces for this, this DAP, begin to get randomly airdropped out to those, those minters. So as we go down and more and more of those, those airdrops go out randomly, and we get closer and closer to mint out, obviously we already have a demand to begin secondary trading because you may have not got a matching artifact resource to your species, species genome. So you may need to trade around and get a get a few of the correct type in order to do that. Then when the actual gamified mints, uh, the DAP starts, it will actually be a whole new new unique gamification. It's got the RNG. Um, 5,000 is the total collection supply. So all of them will actually say like species 2834 alive. It will actually say that right in the name. So you'll know that it's alive, it's active within the gamified mint. And then after those 3,600 are selected, if you are not one of them, it will turn to dying. 
which will let you know then on that week's Thursday, you will need to interact with Adapt. We will open a function we're calling the portal, which is just the gamified burn. And what it is, is a giant race to the gate. It's when that opens up and you want to get there, you want to burn a matching artifact re resource to your species genome. So if you're a, an amalgamation, you have to burn an amalgamate uh, artifact resource in order to restore it back to alive. Okay. Now, there is one wild card within the ecosystem. These are the legends. There's only 100 within the total collection supply of the artifact resources. And these 100 will allow you to essentially restore any genome of species back to alive. So those will be extremely sought after, uh, will be really near and dear to hold close to you if you're going to play and, and participate within the Mint. So we do this for eight weeks. Every Tuesday, the DAP update selects the survivors. Every Thursday, the, the portal opens up and allows you to uh, burn to, to save it strategy and and random number generator at the end there's 10 10 remaining that's it the first place will actually get an 8900 percent return they will go from a 0.5 solana mint to a 45 solana prize that's that's an insane return yeah, no should kidding. should tickle should tickle any dgen's fancy and the way we know first to 10th is actually you're going to require two things it's going to require obviously an alive status species because you survived and you're actually going to need artifact resources even to claim so first we'll require one species and 10 artifact resources you'll have to turn those in and then you will get your 45 solana prize 10th place will just require a live status species and one artifact resource so not only do you need artifact resources to make sure that you're going to survive the overall gamified mint but then you will actually need them to claim your prize. So it might be that you'd, you'd ape in and get a bunch of resources, but you'd get unlucky in the RNG side, you got to burn some up. And so you went from having more than enough for first place to now you're in fifth place. Right. There's also a unique portion of this is that weeks first, uh, one through six will actually and guarantee that there's going to be at least some survival of each genome. There's a, it's roughly about 5% in there. So make sure that it, it, it at least leaves 5% of each, each of the genomes alive in the coding on week seven and eight. It's, I, I just call it total war. It's a bloodbath that all bets are off. You literally could have an entire genome die out during that week, sort of the, uh, those last two weeks. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really like total war situation and should be a lot of fun on top of that. On, on top of all this, we've actually already thought about longevity, even with the even with the degen side, which is rare. People are like, "Well, degens die." Like that's that's what it is. Well, we've actually included four additional metadata's on these NFTs that are actually built there. That way, we can do a second round with these with these species NFTs. Uh, okay. And the whole thing is is obviously we're entering a new ecosystem. You know, we have a lot of hype and support on Twitter. We've been in back-to-back -back AMAs, back-to-back -back interviews, back-to-back, -back, you know, conversations, conferences, whatever you want to call them, and everybody has been eating this up. Like I said, my Twitter, I'm not even a huge Twitter guy, and it's been just going nuts. So what we want to obviously do is we don't want to overpromise and deliver. So if this is an extreme success, we min out like crazy day one, which I honestly feel might be a reality. With the current market and all the other mints being a significantly higher price, mm -hmm. we're talking about at about eleven dollar and I don't know. Let me pull up the chart here real quick. Eleven dollar and twenty yeah. twenty twenty and a half cents right. investment into this. 
and you could potentially walk out with 45 souls. So if we did the quick math on that, 22, 22, 41 times 45 and walk away with $1,008.45. Yeah. Like that's like, that's the reward that like all the DGENs, you know, they want to throw 10 bucks in something and walk away with a K. Right. Like it, it, it's going to give one person that opportunity on top of that. Then you already have the real life grounded business. You already have a implemented and ready to go game. You already have amazing art provided by Sheriff or Solanaverse art, wh whichever way you refer to him. And, and just, you know, an overall dedicated team on that. You know, it was it was awesome for me to sit down and be able to create this gamified mint and really offer a strategy portion to it instead of it just being like a number generator or like some of the former ones that we've seen is that you have to pay to stay in. Like this is a bear market. It should be a one-time sort of inclusive experience. It should take our users no more than 10 minutes a week to interact with this. So it's really light. Interact with the tweets. Keep, you know, keep it going. You know, maybe you're going to do some flips on the floor because we push it. And we are literally trying to, and we're pushing the community. We're saying, look, we've given this opportunity. 20 soul floor price or FUD. Straight up. 20 soul floor price or FUD. No less will be tolerated. Like, this is the mantra we want. We want you DGENs chanting this from the rooftops. And really, like, think about the value proposition that we're offering at each and any individual person that's in here. Like, I, I would challenge anybody in the ecosystem, regardless of blockchain, come one-to-one -one with a model like this. And that's that's not coming from a, a place of, like, come fight me, bro. It's coming from a place of, we've built this, we've done this, right. and, and we're here in the trenches. No, I, I absolutely agree. This is... You know, now that you've gone in depth and I'm I'm really understanding the full scope of this, you guys are scratching all of the different itches, the, the brain itches of everyone that has their own thing in DeFi that they consider like their niche. I feel like you have really put them all into one entity, you know, again, hearing the breakdown and all the different things with, uh, you know, this uh, crazy opportunity to go from 0.5 to 45 soul um even if you don't get that and you don't hit on the the degen bet you still have value for th this up and coming ecosystem one that's already live and two that you're going to be able to play with friends you know for gamers uh outside of web3 who don't necessarily have exposure to you know, anything Web3. I know gamers, and I'm sure that you guys can agree with this as well. Gamers can be so hard-headed when you tell them anything about crypto. And, oh, screw that, man. I, I'm, I'm good with how I game now. And I feel like gamers can be some of the most stubborn individuals when it comes to crypto. So offering them that platform to get involved, entice them, incentivize them to, you know, play with friends, maybe dip their toe in the water... I think that's really gonna help with this 20, uh, 20 soul floor price. Uh, you know whether that ends up being a meme or it comes to fruition. Um, I I think with that type of strategy, that type of approach, you're you're setting yourself up for success with that. Um, and just, and let me put the lid on the can for you. Okay. I, I'm gonna give you like the the forty thousand foot view because this is a, like as close to the sun as I can get with our IP and what we're developing going forward. Not only do we have this gaming ecosystem, not only do we have the art, not only do we have the gamified mint, but we are literally pushing the gaming ecosystem that we are building 
to create a way that Web2 players then could actually enter our ecosystem and own assets that are actually even unaware of. Imagine if Epic Games had the ability to that, that skin that you put, purchased be attached to your Epic Games account. And you actually had ownership, but you never knew it. We create two opportunities for, from a company standpoint and from an investor standpoint. Is we create an opportunity to have holders that are unaware that they're holders. How, how does a holder dump on you if they don't even know that they're a holder? Right. Yeah, that's, secondly, that's very interesting. I'm excited to, to learn more about that as it plays out, but we'll leave that as like the, the alpha part. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let yeah, you get on to your that's, next point. That's as deep it is, as it is, but um, that we will get at this point in time. And, and the second part really is then when people begin to take that step, when that barrier begins to break, we have an instant incentivization to use our ecosystem over anybody else's. Because they will then discover oh say say i play the game it's free we we finish out the the round out of this development and get it implemented and i'm like okay i want to take that step and i want to get a character skin now i have to set up my wallet now i have to go and buy that nft to to redeem it and, and get access to it in the game and it's like oh by the way the all the other things that you own in the game are actually yours as well think about if half the players in fortnite could go and take some OG skins and be able to cash out on some of those. What some of the the value of some of those would go go for? Because I, I don't know about you, but I got three kids who love the crap out of that game. I I could beat my head against a brick wall, and I would probably hear Fortnite till the day I die. Right. And it it it, it, it it's insane because they'll hop in and be like, "Yo, that's a season two skin." Imagine right. if you could market and resell that season and monetize two skin. that and say, "Yeah, absolutely." Exactly. Yeah, that's what that's really deep down. That's why we are so bullish and that's why we're so long term, because we know we have to get the stepping stones and the platform, you know, leveled out and, and the foundation poured and the house and the structure built before we can we can invite in, you know, the painters before we can invite in the electrician, the, the whole nine. Like you have to have that and then we can go full market. And then we can do everything that we want to do and more. Yeah, I I think it's and you get in for eleven dollars. Eleven dollars exactly. It's it's such a, a unique perspective, a unique take on again the exclusivity, the inclusion, what you're going to be able to offer your user base in at least playability and monetization on top of the playability. Um, you guys are obviously focusing on the sustainability of that playability, which I, I think people tend to gloss over when they're creating something of this magnitude. Um, just hearing the breakdown in full makes me confident that you guys have had the conversations, the hard conversations, more importantly, about what do we want this to be? What do we want it to turn into? And how are we going to achieve that goal? Paying attention to the small details. Um, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this mint guys. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there was some other stuff that I wanted to get into today. However, we're already uh, at an hour and 15 minutes in. So what I'd like to do, if you guys are up for this, is I'd love to circle back with you guys for a part two episode. We can talk about on the block and maybe some of the opportunities that that opened up for interaction on uh, Avalanche the connections that it brought 
for Solana, how you took advantage of those, and we can do this after the game is launched, and hopefully we have a lot of uh, success stories and and things that you changed from the original implementation and you know moving forward a, a pivot here and there and why that was successful. Um, but yeah, real quick before uh, I sign us off here today, guys, I want to touch on the dates again, just real quick. So we have March twenty second, the public mint or is that when the whitelist starts both actually okay so march 22nd at 12 30 p.m eastern standard time is the the whitelist okay it will only be live for 30 minutes and you will only be able to one per wallet Perfect. we're trying to make this as decentralized as an opportunity as we can and that's kind of how we set up the the whitelist it's really a guaranteed list because we're not offering a discount it's already an extremely cost-efficient opportunity here. Right. And then 30 minutes after, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the public will go live. Um, and that's when it'll be ape away. That's, you know, 10 at a time um, is what our, our dev is confident can be supported with, with no issues and really just allow people. The, the whole thing is, is we know the hype that's behind it. Like we've, like I said, we've just been getting bombarded with it and we don't want people to lose interest. So that's why we limited the whitelist there. It's, it's supposed to be like, Hey, if you want to make sure you at least get one and get exactly. the chance at the, at, at the ecosystem, here it is. But otherwise it's, it's a free market. I Have feel, fun. I feel like so many people can get a bad taste in their mouth when a mint goes awry and people leave the project, uh, like you said, lose interest. So having that opportunity where people really don't have any reason to be upset because I, I know how many whitelists that you guys have given out, how proactive you've been about preparing people for this mint. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think that anyone would have anyone to blame but themselves at that point. So again, it, it just goes to show that you guys have paid attention to the details. How can we include everyone, make this you know as fair as possible and allow people to, you know, get involved in some capacity. So again, kudos to you guys on that. Um, March 22nd, 12.30 p.m. Eastern for whitelist, 1 p.m. Uh, public. I got that yep. right? Okay. Yep. And then March 29th, the tournament, the 1,000, it's a $1,000 giveaway tournament. If I have that correct, yeah. So okay, yeah. So it's it's uh, eight hundred dollars. Uh, it's six hundred in USDC on Avalanche, uh, two hundred in ETH, and then some NFT value in there as well too. But that's that's a total estimated value. Obviously, market up and down and all that. Right. No, that's that's cool. Um, but yeah, so you're gonna have the tournament a week after, um, a week after the mint, soon enough to you know, keep everyone interested and long enough away that everyone has something to look forward to. Um, guys, thank you so much for hopping on with me today, taking the time to talk about, you know, all of your passions, your drive in what has kept you in the space, how you guys were able to connect and, you know, this fantastic project that you guys are all wrapping up into one singular entity. Um, I wish you guys the best of luck and, and thank you again. Yeah, appreciate it, Mr. Mohawk. Yeah, thank you, fam. Anytime you want us on, just uh, get us up here. Absolutely. Um, guys, be on the lookout for part two, and we will catch you guys at the Species Mint on March 22nd. Cheers. Cheers.